This is Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5. Joining us is Craig Apple, the sheriff of Albany County. Marijuana's in the news, uh, Sheriff. Uh, First off, in Albany County, there are new marijuana prosecution guidelines outlined by the district attorney, uh, David Soares. Um, What are these guidelines and what issues do you see in, in this? Um, I don't see any big issues coming from it. I mean, basically what David is saying is that the B misdemeanor, which is extremely low level, and the violation, the unlawful possession, um, under two ounces, he's not going to prosecute. So, um, but what he is, you know, he is still allowing law enforcement to do is um, obviously we're concerned about driving while ability impaired with drugs, which would be smoking marijuana and then driving your Mm -hmm. car. That's still in play. Um, Probable cause for vehicle searches or reasonable suspicion for vehicle searches are still in play. Basically, he's just saying that, you know, it's it's coming. It's a sign of the times. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we see what Massachusetts is doing, um, has done as of yesterday. So he's basically laying the framework. And, um, you know, to me, it's not it's it's not Mm -hmm. going to affect us. Um, I just think he's you know, he's out ahead of it. Mm. Also, I mean, uh, you just mentioned Massachusetts. They've started selling recreational marijuana and you have expressed some concerns about that for New Yorkers. Yeah. Well, again, um, I'm not concerned about the actual recreational use as much as I am the smoking and driving and things like that. Um, Bob, the marijuana over the last, you know, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years has literally become more potent by about 10 times. Mm. It's extremely potent, as more potent than it was in the 70s and the 80s. And it's worrisome because, you know, whenever you have something new that's, you know, just becoming legal and people can, you know, go back and try marijuana that may not have had it since college or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and now they get hit with that potency and then get behind the wheel of a car, nothing good is going to come from that. And you also have the edibles. And when you have – when you eat something as opposed to inhale it and smoke it, it has to go through your the liver process. So it takes a little longer to get into your system, but it's there a lot longer. So that potency and the the duration of, uh, of, of smoking it or eating it um, is worrisome to us. Mm-hmm. With drunken driving, you have the breathalyzer test. Mm-hmm. Is, is there anything similar with marijuana? Or uh, My understanding is it's, a little, it's harder to – uh, detect or have to detect it by the actions of the person. It is harder. There's tests, and we have what's called a drug recognition expert. Um, you'll hear the term DRE, and we have those all over the state. We have several of them here in the county, and um, you know those folks go out and they do their uh, their magic with the DRE, the drug recognition expert, to find out if your ability is impaired. Hmm. So, so it's a matter of uh, looking at the the individual and so forth. Looking at them, um, having them run some tests. Um, there's actually it's an expertise. It's not just a matter of just checking them out. Um, they go through hundreds of hours of training, and uh, you have to follow up with um, periodic training in addition. But um, you know, we'll rely on them to determine whose ability is impaired and who is not. The opioid uh, epidemic has been something you've addressed uh, frequently. Is there a connection here? I mean, do you see marijuana as a gateway drug? Well, I do. Um, I'm very torn with the legalization of marijuana. I, I also um, let me back up with that. Marijuana. A lot of people have been convicted of UPMs and um, low-level misdemeanors with it. Maybe caught smoking in public and grab an A misdemeanor, or they've got a little over two ounces and they get convicted. 
Um, it affects their it pretty much starts the cycle. It affects their mm-hmm. college. They can't get into college. They can't get student loans. Um, can't get a job. And here we go. And mm-hmm. that's what starts the cycle. And unfortunately, many of those folks I end up getting in the county jail. Mm. With that said, um, yes, I do believe it is a gateway drug. I have, my gosh, dozens of people that have told me they started with marijuana when they couldn't get that that you know that satisfaction with marijuana. They'd kick it to something else. Well, wouldn't the same really be true of alcohol? Yes, uh, and alcohol is a gateway drug, right. um, just like cigarettes. Believe it or not, I mean, mm-hmm. alcohol, tobacco, and cigarettes. Um, you know, that's what usually starts the spark. You were quoted as saying that some parents have begged you to arrest their children Correct. to get them away from drugs. Yeah, very sad. Um, I've had dozens and dozens of calls, Facebook messages, direct messages, whatever the case may be, from moms, dads, brothers, sisters, um, asking me or my staff to arrest their loved one, um, basically because they know they'd be safe in jail. Um, maybe not the best place for them, but at least they're going to um, they're going to be alive. And then once I have them, I can get them cleaned up and put them on our sharp wing. Mm. That's your program in the jail for inmates in the jail to get them off opioids or other. Yeah, that's drugs. correct. It's the sheriff's heroin addiction recovery program, and um, it's become pretty much statewide uh, recognized, and if not, you know, throughout the entire northeast part of the country. And um, its success rate is unbelievable. I mean, the recidivism rate on that is like 12, 13 percent, where a typical recidivism rate in a county jail is 42 to 45. And, and, and with that 12, we're talking about addicts that, you know, have a relapse rate of 75 percent. Mm-hmm. So we're very proud of it. Maybe one more follow up on, on marijuana. I believe you would express this kind of specific concern about the edible marijuana because it's, yeah. it's new, you know, again, somebody who was a pot user years ago mm-hmm. and trying out again is not aware of what that right. does. Well, it's it's two different processes. When you inhale, it's going into your lungs and straight up into your brain. Um, so you get, you get, quote, high faster but less of a duration. When you um, consume edibles, um, although the THC content is a little bit lower – it takes a little longer to get in, but when it's in, it hits you like a ton of bricks and you've got it a lot longer. So um, that is a concern. And again, a lot of people aren't familiar with edibles around here. They're around here. I'm not naive to that fact. But mm-hmm. a lot of people that when, if, when, this, when this does come, become a, um, legal in New York are probably going to look to that because smoking has been chastised so bad. You know, right, throughout. Right. So they're going to look to probably go to the edibles. And I just want them to know what they're in for. You don't go near a car and, you know, be careful even when you're walking on the street. So many people are distracted now on their phones and, you know, and if you just step off a curb, who knows what could happen. So mm. there's a lot of programming and messaging, I think, that's got to go into this. Let me ask you about uh, 911. The dispatch center, is is it now going to be re- uh, located at the county nursing home after all? Well, that's our that's our goal. Um, we've looked all over the place. We looked at the nursing home initially, and um, that just proved not to um, not to be worth it. Quite honestly, we're going to have to invest a lot of money, and at that case, we might as well have went and built. Then we went over to SUNY Poly, and we checked that out, and um, it was just going to be too costly again, and we wouldn't have owned it. you know. So if, even if we were to lease for 10 years, Albany County still wouldn't have owned it. We would have had cutting-edge technology, but mm-hmm. um, you know, in 10 years, we would have been hold- beholden to the state again, and they could have crushed us with rent. So um, the county executive staff reached out and said, hey, you know, we've got a small portion of the nursing home. It's on the first level, and maybe you can add on to it. We went over and looked at it. 
and it will suit our needs perfect. Um, it's like 9,000 square feet. It's an L. And mm-hmm. then if you can imagine closing off the L to make it a rectangle, um, that will be the brand new part of communications. And then the, the older part of the L, once renovated, will be the brand new uh, state-of-the-art emergency operations center for the county. Mm. When will this uh, happen? Uh, we're going through RFQs and RFPs right now, and uh, hopefully we'll have our architect and engineering locked down shortly, and we can um, we can get a shovel in the ground maybe this winter, depending on the frost, although it's supposed to be 19 tomorrow, so it's not looking too great for yeah. that, but we'll see what happens. Do you have a cost estimate for it? We're hoping to do this between 6 and $7 million, where a lot of area um, places that have built uh, brand new uh, communication centers have been in the teens, if not 20s. Mm-hmm. So um, we're repurposing an older building, which I think is awesome. And um, the county owns the land, which is going to be a big saving. So, um, And we also have a lot of grants and we have money that we've been able to put away for this. Albany County deserves to have the absolute best technology possible when somebody needs help. And that's we're, we're hell-bent on giving it to them. Another issue that came up the past couple of uh, weeks had to do with 911 calls or failed 911 calls because of uh, cellular phone coverage being poor in the parts of Bethlehem, Cohoes, and Colony. Yeah, well, you know what I think is happening, Bob, is I think that the system is just inundated. There's plenty of towers. Everybody says you just need more towers. There's, we have enough towers. Hmm. Our radio system alone in Albany County has 13 towers that people run off of, and we have cell um, companies on those towers in addition to the dozens and dozens of others. So if you look at a map of Albany County and I show you the cell towers, you'd be blown away by how many there are. We don't need more of them. What Mm -hmm. we need is a system that can handle the volume of calls. And I don't think that they're there yet. I think it just boils down to too many people are trying to use the system in very dense areas. In some of the rural areas, yes, we have sketchy coverage, but that is because of the mountainous Mm -hmm. terrain and everything else. But it's pretty ridiculous to think that in... 2018 in Albany County, in one of the largest towns in the in the United States of America, that being Colony, mm-hmm. you have horrible cell communication. It just is illogical to think that. But I've seen it. I've witnessed it, and I know the coverage has worsened because I need to get I needed to get a booster for my office in downtown um, Albany and Eagle Street. Hmm. So it's just something is bizarre there. So we're hoping you know, we're hoping to sit down because we use what's called the air card in our in our cars. That's what runs our mobile data terminals. And if we can't communicate with that, that's problematic. If people are stuck or people hurt and they can't communicate to 911, that's problematic. So, I mean, you, who are you dealing with? Well, right now we're dealing um, – we have one of our lawyers coming in that um, is, is close with all of the cell companies to give us the people to contact. And then we're hoping to get all these stakeholders at the table and go, listen, what's going on? What can we do to better this? You know, we want the state – we want a state-of-the-art system – um, which we'll have, but you know what? If people can't call it, it doesn't mm-hmm. serve its purpose. So that's that's the issue, and and I, I'm I'm confident that the cell companies will uh, will work with us. Joining us is Craig Apple, the sheriff of Albany County. The uh, story about the immigrants, uh, the undocumented immigrants, I believe is the correct phrase, mm-hmm. uh, that are housed in the county jail, sort of an ongoing story. And a, a new development is that uh, you are now going to be using some of the money that the county gets from the federal government to pay for housing the immigrants at the jail to help them seek asylum. How is that going to work? Okay. So I, I took some criticism over this, which, which is okay because a lot of it is misinformation. Um, I have roughly 230. Um, it, it fluctuates a little bit each week. But right now I have roughly 230 um, immigrants in the county jail. Um, Albany County, 
this year we will bring in close to eight million dollars in total revenue for boarding inmates we're able to board because of a lot of the um, diversionary programs that we run in the county between the district attorney's office the sheriff's office drug court honor court veterans court you name it our population's down I have mm-hmm. Probably 50% capacity. So in addition to bringing in the immigrants, I run with about 40 to 50 open jobs every day, um, which saves Albany County close to $2 million right there. Then we go and we bring the borders in. Those borders, again, are going to bring in close to $8 million. So what we're, lo- we're looking to do is take an extremely small percentage of it and hire, hire a staffer that can work with them Right now, I have volunteers coming in. Those volunteers are getting tired. They've been coming in for seven months and helping these folks. And again, whether you agree with um, immigration, think they all should be deported, whatever the case may be, I still believe that we need to treat people humanely in the United States of America in 2018. And that's what we are going to show in Albany County. We can still accomplish our our mission. We can still keep people safe. We can still incarcerate people. Everything that, you know, that the world is looking to do out there, but treat them with humanity, mercy, and compassion. And all we're trying to do is clean these folks up, get them their, their legal counsel, get them to their asylum hearings. Many of them will be deported anyway. So it's a small amount of money to reinvest when you look at the rewards on the other end, which are upwards of $8 million. What is the uh, amount that you expect to spend on this? Mm $170,000. So basically, instead of $8 million, we'll bring in, what, $7,890,000, something to that effect. It fluctuates depending on if I lose ten, I may lose $5,000 today. Mm. But if I gain twenty, I may gain, you know, $10,000. Is this being done anywhere else in the the country? Nope. No, not at all. Um, Mm. We're one of the only few places that are housing immigrants um, locally. There may be small amounts in different places. So um, we have a large group. Um, We have an outpouring of support that people want to come and help from Washington, D.C., from New York City, from all over the place, Um, especially locally. We have a law firm or we have the law school involved. We have the New York Immigration Coalition involved. And um, they're doing great work. And they have set the bar for municipalities throughout the country. And again, no matter what happens – And no matter what you think about immigration, we need reform. This is Mm -hmm. ridiculous the way this is operating. So we're ahead of the – once again, we're ahead of everyone else in the country and um, we're doing the right thing. Now, you said there's been some criticism of this. Mm -hmm. What about from the federal government itself? uh, Well, the the federal government hasn't criticized us. Um, I don't – you know, we don't really have too much contact with them. Um, they know exactly what we're doing. We have a close working relationship with ICE, and um, we've met with ICE as late as two weeks ago. Um, they know exactly what we're doing. But if you also look, Bob, we don't have the issues here in Albany County with the immigrants that the other places throughout the country have with the protests and the violence and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're treating people with compassion. We're still getting the job done. We're still making tons of money in this county. And we're treating people with compassion. So it just goes to show you that, you know, we can accomplish the mission. Albany County can still reap the benefits of the of the um, revenue mm-hmm. that's pouring in. We're just spending a tiny, tiny chunk of it. So everybody kind of wants their cake and eat it too. I got criticism for reinvesting the money. But I'm like, well, listen, sometimes you have to spend a little tiny bit 
to make an awful lot. And that's what we're doing. Mm. There was a, a police news uh, item I want to ask you about. Shots fired at a diner. And this happened uh, in uh, Preston Hollow on Highway 145. You were telling me this is a sort of a shortcut people sometimes take when they're Yeah, 145 traveling. you can take right up from New York City. Um, and it'll run all the way down through the rural parts of the state. Um, you, it'll cut off going up and through the Capital District. It kind of cuts you right over to, um, you know, into Schoharie County. Really? Hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a busy road during the day. At night, it's relatively desolate. Um, some trucks will run it as a shortcut as well. You can get over to I-88. Um, but this diner in particular is one of the um, probably southwestern parts of the county, almost the farthest part of the county. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some, you know, it's on the end of kind of like a, a hamlet. And they shot it up pretty good. They probably put 15 shots into the front windows and doors and mailboxes. Um, we believe it was somebody in a car um, due to the trajectory and not having any casings found. So they appear to be firing in the inside the vehicle. And... Um, We've got some good video footage that we're going to be launching out um, within the next couple of days as soon as we can clean it up, and uh, hopefully we'll find them. The um, mass shootings in America continue, and in the wake of one of the recent shootings, I believe the Thousand Oaks, California bar shooting, uh, you said that um, tactics have changed regarding mass shootings when uh, emergency responders, police arrive at the scene. How so? Okay, so if you can remember back to the Columbine days, um, when the Columbine days, uh, when that occurred, which was one of, you know, that that was almost the start of these horrible uh, mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, when you had that, all the police would wait to get together, and then they'd go in kind of like a V formation and sweep through the school. We've changed that. <laughs> now, you get there, you get in there and stop the carnage. Could cost you your life, but that's what we get paid to do. We train for this. We do reality-based training constantly. But, and we also now have um, you know, medical training. We can put on tourniquets, things like that. So now these officers get there. If you're the first one on the scene, similar to out in um, Paradise out there in California where that office, that sergeant ran in there a couple months shy of retirement, and he lost his life. And, um, and that's horrific. But that's also what we get paid to do. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that was Thousand Oaks. Yes. Uh, instead yes. of another word. But um, I mean, but that's a heavy burden, isn't it? I it's mean, a, it's a, it is a heavy burden. And, and listen, these, these officers today are under more stress than ever in law enforcement. And I know that, you know, the public will attack periodically and beat us up over something. But I just ask them to step back and, um, you know, and take a, take a look at the big picture. These cops now can go to um, go to a, an active shooter call, um, the first one in. Some of our people in, in the rural areas, the deputies, some of the troopers in the rural areas, they may have a 10-minute span before the next car can arrive. It's them. It's them against whomever. And, um, and it's important for the public to know that and understand that. You know. We've been talking with Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple on Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5. This program will be available soon as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. I'm Bob Cudmore.